Hello, I'm Cynical Dom on Tumblr, and I'm here with... I'm Amy Submits on Tumblr. We are in a 24-7 DS relationship. Normally the format here will be us having a conversation about a specific topic or uh, an event that's happened in our lives recently. But for this first episode, we're going to do a kind of introduction. Um, we're going to talk about how we've gotten to the point we're at in our relationship. And after that, kind of discuss what our philosophy or theory of DS is in our relationship. Okay, I'm going to swing it over to you because you have a much better memory than me. Um, we didn't start out DS. We started out vanilla. Um, how did we get here? Um, sometimes we say we started out vanilla. Um, sometimes I kind of reference that we sort of kind of always were a little tiny bit DS um, yeah. because we kind of look at it as um, kind of a personality type and so when we when we got together we didn't know that I was a submissive or that you were dominant um, we didn't really know what that even was um, but our personalities obviously didn't change overnight this is who we are we just had to discover we just had to get on the path yeah um, but so we met in high school. We live in a tiny town and we just kind of ran into each other through uh, mutual friends. And then we were friends for um, like two years or so, I think. Yeah. Um, and we were just really close friends for a while. And um, then kind of really fast, it went from flirting to dating <laughs> um, <laughs> in like two weeks. Um, and, um, you know, we were still in high school. So, obviously, without, at that point, we were, like, years away from DS. Um, we started DS about three years ago, four years ago. Around there, yeah. Um, so, I would have been 23 or so, I think, maybe 22, um, when we made that switch. Um, before we actually talked about being DS, there was... Lots of kind of little weird things that, in hindsight, seem funny, I guess. <laughs> um, we played around with um, spanking in, like, a, you know, fun, lighthearted way from, I want to say, certainly the first six months that we dated. Yes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think maybe even the first couple of months. Like, just very light, playful, like we'd wrestle type of... Yeah things um and then i don't really know how long we had been together before i confess that i was kind of obsessed with speaking <laughs> um, well it's kind of ironic because before we were officially dating we were out messing around somewhere and i playfully spanked you <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and um, i had no idea that you were into that i was just you know flirting kind of overtly like coming up with a playful excuse to touch your body <laughs> um you think that was that's what i was talking about i thought that was a few months after we started dating was it i don't know See, i don't know <laughs> i don't know maybe i just want to think it was after we dated um i don't know but so that stuff was really really early um and it it seems funny now but it seemed very innocent then and um and, and, and it was you know we didn't know but, um, so then 
Um, but I think you kind of got the idea because I clearly would try to like poke you to get you to do it more. Like you knew that it, you knew it wasn't something you were like doing to me. You knew yeah, I that I was after that. it after the first time at least. I don't know how conscious I was, but I, like I, I, I think I had to have been. Yeah. I just don't remember. Yeah. Um, but so then at some point I, um, I think probably as we, you know, started exploring sexually and stuff, it kind of. I kind of needed to admit to you that um, I had a true spanking fetish. I had never um, gotten off without thinking of spanking or um, fantasizing about it, uh, like a like definition of a fetish. Um, and so I told you that, um, but then I think for years that was all that you really knew. You, you didn't understand, well, because I hadn't told you, that... Um, I wasn't just into the idea of like being swatted and I wasn't into pain as we kind of later figured out but um I always fantasized about it being quote-unquote real um about there being consequences about I was I was into being held accountable more so than anything else well I think too I didn't for a long time realize how much of a fetish it was like I don't think I knew that like you had never had an orgasm without thinking about spanking for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I, I would guess I was maybe 20 or 21 when I had admitted to you. So, yeah, so we did. I told you that, but then we just didn't really go anywhere from there. Um, I mean, you you would, like, smack my ass when we were fooling around, but um, it, it didn't do a whole lot for me because it wasn't exactly what I had envisioned, and um, it took us a while to figure that out, but... Um, what it wound up being, I, I didn't feel dominated by it because it was playful and, um, yeah, it, it just wasn't, yeah. it just wasn't it. Um, the other thing that in hindsight seems like kind of a little funny is, um, when we were in college, um, we kind of just moved out and did our own thing, like right fresh out of high school because, you know, we just, we didn't come from families that gave us really the option of doing much else. So it was kind of us doing our thing, but, um, you got a job and you paid all our bills and I was in school and I was only in school. You were the provider and um, so I just kind of naturally, I guess, well, I don't know if we talked about it. I'm sure we didn't because I didn't really talk back then. <laughs> um, but um, so I, you know, I, I did the laundry and the dishes and I, I felt like that was kind of my way of trying to balance out the fact that you were working and providing and um, and all, you, not the whole time, but some of that time you were in school as well. So you really had, you know, a double load. And so we kind of fell into that, like kind of traditional, um, gender role type of relationship from 18 or 19. Yeah. Um, which seems a little funny in hindsight because we're not, it's not like we think that's like the right way and that's not it's not like we think that's how the world should be or or anything like that it just felt right for us and yeah yeah and it is odd that we never really had a conversation about it it's just it just happened and we never really analyzed it yeah and I, and then I, I don't think there was ever like any resentment or no anything like that on either side it just felt right um but so other than that you know we were essentially vanilla um that eventually changed like i said i think i was like 23 i think it was about three maybe three and a half four years ago um 
initially I had, um, well, and that's the other thing too. When we first started dating, I didn't know about, we didn't know about DS or domestic discipline or, or anything like that. Um, I think how I originally came across, um, across it was I was just searching, trying to probably find erotica or porn that, um, <laughs> spanking porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that like did it for me because like I, I've never watched I've never been into porn where they're like having sex and then he spanks her like that's mm-hmm. not my thing um and so I had, I think I had searched something like so like spanked wives or somehow through through searching for that type of thing a forum about domestic discipline and it was um gosh I don't even know how to like really describe that it was it, like your mind just kind of explodes because I'd always thought I was this weirdo um and um on this forum i you know found people on both sides of their relationship talking about how they want to be held accountable or they want to hold somebody accountable and they want to be the provider and they want to be in in domestic discipline they call it the head of the household instead of the dom but um essentially they they want to be like the man of the house and they want the responsibility that comes with that and it was really I felt like that was what I needed. I, it, it really spoke to me and I felt like this is what I've kind of been after. I, I found some way to tell you what I had found and um, that I liked it, that I liked the idea of it and that I wanted it. So I think I remember that. I think you, uh, there was a few objects. There was, I, I think there was like a book. Maybe you had a paddle too. But I, I remember you came to me kind of <laughs> half. I don't know if it was a presentation or if it was like, a, I'm into this, look at these. <laughs> and uh, I gave you the items? Yeah. I know there was at least a book. Oh, I don't recall that. And I think it was about, you know, it was stuff about domestic discipline. Oh, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> but, uh, like, my memory is really foggy, but, like, I w- that was just a, it was a bad period in my life in general, just with, like, depression but uh, we were also kind of struggling a little bit sexually. Um. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'd had a lot of, of trials, like sexually in general. Um, I had been in therapy um, as a kid for several years. Well, not even just as a kid, but in our relationship too. Yeah. Um, to try to overcome um, sexual trauma that I had. Um, and so things had moved really, really slowly for us. And um, I think in part, probably in large part, because I, I do have a spanking fetish and because we were trying pretty vanilla things, because that's, of course, that's step one. Like we had to, to tackle yeah. the, the, you know, the fairly vanilla stuff before I could do anything else. But I... I honestly, I didn't have that much interest mm-hmm. because um, that's just not how my sexuality works. I'm just not interested in vanilla stuff, and I didn't comprehend that if we get past this, it'll get better. Because you just, we, just, I just couldn't have known. We didn't know. Um, but so things were really rough, and I, well, I, I think part of it was uh, it was it was kind of a failing on my part because I think uh, I probably should have done more with the spanking like part of it was i didn't know how much of a key to your sexuality it was but part of it was shitty resentment well 
it was, it was resentment. <laughs> I don't know if it was shitty. No, I... Uh, partly. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but that's, the, like, when you gave me those things, I again, I have such terrible memory. I do not remember what my thought process was. I think I was in such a fugue state of depression. Maybe I didn't have a conscious thought process. Mm-hmm. But I didn't act when you gave me that information and so it just kind of floated from there um but i do i do recall that i don't think it was like when i had very first brought it up but i think certainly within i don't know weeks or maybe a couple of months or something of it being brought up we had further conversations about it in part i had explained to you that I thought that this would work because this is how my fantasies kind of worked and that um, I wasn't interested in like play spanking or um, erotic spanking, whatever you want to call it, a casual spanking. Um, and so it was, it was good, I think, on my part to share that information with you because that's a key part of my sexuality. Yeah. But then at the same time to say, um, I'm not, essentially, <laughs> I'm not turned on by... Um, erotic spanking i'm turned on by real spanking and so i would like you to give me some rules please so then it's very logical that your assumption then was that i was setting up a game of sorts that i would use to manipulate myself into getting in trouble Mm. and you didn't like the idea of um of me of making rules that I would then break on purpose and so we we struggled with we talked about rules pretty early on like what would these rules be and you had specifically asked me that and um was this when we were living at the place where we had a roommate no okay this was later like in yeah the, oh. yeah we were um in that's like the I, yellow house near the store yeah that's what I thought um yeah that's a few years difference though do you think I told you about DD when we lived with mm-hmm. our roommate? Yeah. That was when you gave me the book. <laughs> I think you're crazy. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe it was just about spanking. I don't think so, though. But again, I. <laughs> Maybe. You're probably right because I have a terrible memory. I think that's the when way we I had that roommate, that, I mean, that's when I, I would have been 20 or 21. And so that kind of does line up with when I thought I had told you that I was into spanking, but I didn't think I knew about DD yet. Maybe maybe that stuff was just about spanking. But oh, I thought okay. I had known you were into spanking <laughs> before then, but <laughs> like, I feel like we're too old to too or young. too young. <laughs> oh my gosh, to <laughs> to not know. But um, but yeah. So I'm talking about like like four years ago, like six months before we actually started. Okay, I'm on board with you now. Um, uh. Right, so that was rough. No, and that makes sense, too, that you were talking about the rough period. The rough period was when we had the roommate. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yes. what I was talking about. Um, okay. Um, but so when I had explained that I wanted rules um, and that this is kind of because I am into the concept of real spanking, you naturally assumed that this was going to be a game and that this was going to be a way of getting me to punish you me quote unquote for real but and you didn't want to give me expectations for my behavior that you knew i was going to break on purpose yeah it sounded really tiring (laughs) (laughs) right and so i mean we didn't have any language for this or we hadn't found tumblr we didn't know about ds even yet we didn't understand that domestic discipline is a form of ds because in the forums i read 
they didn't talk about this. They mm. like they don't they don't even say dominance and submission really. So we still really had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, in, now I would say you thought I was asking for punishments, mm. and we've we've never done punishments where there's like a, a pretend storyline about what I'm being punished for. Like we do play spanking up, but it's it's just for play. There's no oh, you naughty girl kind of thing to it. We don't do that. No, so the time you're talking about, I remember I did take a little bit of action then because I think I wasn't in so much of like a fugue state of depression. We did, uh, we tried to do maintenance spankings and it didn't really. I'm talking about before we actually started though. There was like a period, I think. Were we only in that place for like a year? No, we lived over two years. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) i I think maybe like you make me down myself but i think so maybe there's something wrong with our brains (laughs) (laughs) but um anyway so to my memory at least (laughs) um um i had initially asked you for it and then i think there was about six months before you actually we before we actually started um and in that time we discussed the part, the re- part of the reason why we didn't start is because we couldn't agree on rules. You had asked me, what do you think good rules for this would be? You had asked me at one point. And I had just been, you know, obsessively reading this domestic discipline form that I had found. And um, the, the storylines that I had read there over and over were um, spending limits or like kind of curbing um, bad spending habits. And then, um, what's the other one? Lying? Yeah, I think Lying so. Lying or, or like hiding, sneaking stuff. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I um I, I remember giving you those ideas and it was it was it was just because I had read them over and over and I I wasn't thinking about what I, I needed. Um and I just remember the look on your face. <laughs> You're those, like, what is <laughs> Both of those things were weren't acceptable from the beginning. Right. Right. I had never I had never um, had any spending problems. Um and I had never, you know, lied to you or, or hid things from you. We'd always been very open with each other. And I I remember like exactly what you said. You said, Unless you've been hiding things from me <laughs> that I don't know about, I don't think you need those rules. And it was funny because well, I mean it wasn't funny, it was awkward, but <laughs> um I I knew that I knew that you didn't really think I had been doing those things, yeah. but you, it was just so, I just had no idea what I was doing. And um, it was confusing because I knew that you wanted, if we were going to do this, I knew that you wanted rules that um, I would actually abide by. But, um, and something else that you said, I swear you said this, was that you didn't really, you couldn't think of any rules that I needed. <laughs> because <laughs> because um, well, I didn't do anything that like pissed you off. Well, yeah, I guess... I'm sure. Well, I'm sure I did. But. <laughs> Compared to those rules, I mean, if you were doing like that stuff, that would be like, if you did stuff like that and continue to do that, that would be, we, we wouldn't have a relationship. Right, right. That, like, the, like there was nothing you were doing that was at all comparable to that. Right. There, I wasn't doing anything that was harming our relationship. Yeah. Um, And so we were thinking, we were thinking through those lenses. Yeah. Really. Um, and then the other thing that at that time that you had told me, um, that was making you hesitate was, um, you knew that for 
many years in my childhood, I had struggled with um, self-harm as a, a child and then as a teenager with um, cutting, which obviously is a for- form of self-harm too. Um, and uh, I was still kind of, I had been in therapy and I was um, mostly through dealing with that by the time that we started dating. But um, I did, um, there were a few, I don't know if you want to call them relapses or yeah. or whatever. So that was something that you had unfortunately seen firsthand and that was you knew that was a big deal obviously and um by the time that we brought this up i had i think i had been completely free of relapses of that for i don't know at least three or four years right yeah probably more than that but um because it had it was something i struggled with for close to 10 years as a child and teenager um that's kind of part of it's part of my psychology or it's, it's part of my, who I am in a, you know, that sounds bad, but no, I do. I do remember that. Like uh, a genuine real fear of mine that I, I remember the way I was thinking was, does she want to outsource self harm mm-hmm. through me? I remember you saying it exactly that way. Um, and so um I think we had kind of worked through that and I'd explained how the, the self-harm aspect of it, I'd explained how I didn't, it's not like I had these thoughts or these fantasies more when I was depressed or when I was in like a bout of anxiety or things like that. And so that kind of led me to think that, that it's not the same. Um, and, um, we kind of had made an agreement, um, that we would, once we decided to try it was that um, it would be a trial. Mm-hmm. You were not saying we're going to do this, really. You were saying we will try this. And um, we had talked about how we would watch for um, negative signs of things um, because you had seen me struggling with self-harm at the you know early part of our relationship. You knew that um, if I relapsed once, um, that kind of was like, well, I already, in my head, in my mental illness that comes with that, was, well, I already screwed it up and it made me feel better, so why just not do it again? And so if I relapsed once, it made it made the urges more frequent and more intense yeah. for a while afterwards. And so something that we looked out for was um, if we start this and then I start needing or craving spanking more and more and mm. more and more and more, that that we would think that that was a bad sign. And yeah. the other thing was um, with self-harm, it was always um, a reaction to stress. And so it's like if if it becomes my – a cope, it does it become a coping method basically is what we were looking for. Um, so we – Well, I think um, a dependency more than just a coping method. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the definition of a coping method really is. Like, we're okay with um, doing it to have fun and, you know, maybe, like, on a really stressful day to, like, kind of take the edge off. Like, maybe not so different than how you, like, you can have a drink for that purpose. And it's or not... fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, there, there's a difference between, like, um, let's take the edge off tonight versus um, needing to do that, like, feeling like you need it, I guess. Like, yeah. Um, and like, like you said, every single time, it gaining steam, needing more and more and more, or more intense or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we kind of that was kind of the agreement when it came to that. Um. Then we were still just stuck on the rule thing, 
And um, I think I had kind of tried to just forget about it. And I thought it wasn't really going to go anywhere. And then um, one day I had my card was missing, my debit card. And uh, <laughs> you were irritated. <laughs> Because I don't know why I'm laughing, but um, it's just <laughs> awkward. Um, you were frustrated because I lost my debit cards and my ID and lots of other important things to me yeah, many times. Yeah, I was going to say, this wasn't the first time <laughs> it, it happened. Yeah, it was like a, um, I lost the word. It was a recurrent issue in my life, <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> um and so you were frustrated and I think for whatever reason that's when it hit that um, that's a rule idea and so um, of course we didn't do anything that day but you did come to me and said if this happens again this is this is your first rule and in my naive state I was so excited Um, I was so excited and I, I just, I remember being like so surprised cause I really didn't see it coming like, because we hadn't really talked about it for a couple of months and, and I was really excited. So I think the, it very first started to click for you, um, when we would go to the store and after we had that rule and well, and I guess the rule we should spell out is, um, I have to put my cards back in my wallet. I cannot um, put it in like my jeans pocket or my coat pocket or leave it loose in my purse, which I was in the habit of doing frequently. And that's why they were lost all the time. Um, and, and that first time that card was not lost, it was in the hamper in my jeans. But, um, but you didn't know where it was for a long time. It's lost. <laughs> well, it would be lost now. It would be punishable now. It, it wasn't lost then. Whatever. <laughs> Um, anyway, (laughs) um, but so you quickly saw that I immediately formed that habit of putting my card in my wallet. And so I think that you showed commitment and you knew that, um, I wasn't making a game out of this, that I wanted to follow these rules. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of a big moment for you. Yeah. Because, um, that was like honestly you wouldn't have been on board with it if i just wanted it to be a punishment game it yeah. doesn't do anything for you yeah frankly i would find that really annoying <laughs> yeah, right <laughs> right and so once you realize like that's not what that's not what i was asking for and that i was taking this seriously um that that made you think like okay you get this but i think also just made you feel good that i was willing to um is it bad to say cater that was... <laughs> I would more say respect than cater. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, but right, yeah. yes. I'm teasing. Um, it made <laughs> mostly, <laughs> um, but it made you feel good. Yeah, and so that was a little bit of a more than a little bit. That was a win. That was our first win. Yeah. Um, and so that rule just went fine. I don't think I was in trouble for that rule for at least like a few months of when we started it. And so I don't remember exactly when, but somewhere roughly in that time frame, we started a rule about the dishes. Um, I'd always been, I'd always done the dishes. It's always been my responsibility. Um, but I <laughs> would, <laughs> it's so shameful. It really, really is. But um, I would do the dishes when we ran out of things, like yeah. literally when we had nothing left to drink out of. And um, thankfully we didn't have as many things as like, 
like at my, my mom's house or your mom's house like we just would never, we would never ever do dishes because they have three years worth of dishes. But um, so I probably did dishes maybe twice a week, maybe once a week. Yeah. Um, that's bad, really, really bad. <laughs> um, and that had always bothered you. Um, but I probably because I was the one doing them. You just had never like you never like nagged me about it. Well, well a little bit, a little, a little bit. It bothered me, but at the same time, I. <laughs> I didn't want to do them either. So <laughs> right. I was willing to accept some leeway, but it did bother me. Right. Well, and you're like really sensitive about being nagged yourself. And yeah. so I think that makes you really hesitant to, to nag. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say other people. You would never nag anyone else, but you didn't want to nag me because you don't like it yourself. Um, But so that you kind of saw that opening, like, hey, she's actually going to do this. And so that was kind of um, an opening to introduce the dishes rule, which... Um, became um, every other day and I don't remember if it was instant I kind of think it was but that was another one where you just it was like a light switch and you just you just did it yeah and so I think like probably even with that one you were still surprised even though the first one had went so well well I think that one even more just because I clearly hated it (laughs) (laughs) I was gonna say because you could see the success so much more because you not you have dishes to we use. had a counter. Well, and and when at this apartment we were living at, our kitchen was tiny. Yeah. Like, th- I don't know. I don't think I've ever been to anybody's house or apartment that was smaller than that apartment. And so when the dishes were dirty, there was nowhere to go. Yeah, it was bad. That was terrible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so that that was big. Yeah. Um, and but then. We kind of came across this issue of, um, we had like two rules, um, but I was pretty good and that was all that our dynamic was. We were not, all we had was those two rules and those consequences. Um, and so. Like, um, unlike the actual vanilla sex aspect that had, there was like a steady line of improvement and we were, mm -hmm. it was. I didn't realize that till just now. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Like, it was, we still weren't, like, uh, at, like, this is a bad word to use, but I think it's the most instantly descriptive at a normal level of sex yet. Oh, yeah, it's true. But there was still vast improvement at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's weird to me. I didn't recognize that even at that early stage, there was a linear, they were connected yeah, I from think the I... beginning. Um, well, yeah. That's the, that is right, that things had started to get better from there. Um, well, I guess it's not completely true, because I think we'll get into that in a minute, but at a certain point, it kind of hit rocket fuel, but it was still <laughs> improving with time. Right, where it had almost been stagnant up until that point. Like, we were kind of at a certain point, and we hadn't seen improvement yeah. much at all. for Not for, like, that long, probably for, like, a year. We were just kind of at... We had plateaued. Yeah. You were changing your behavior. I hope they can't hear the dog licking its paws. <laughs> you were changing your behavior uh, based on ways I asked you. And, you know, that communicated uh, respect and care, which I appreciated. But it also, the fact that you were taking it seriously and you were changing your behavior. So you weren't getting 
you weren't using it as an excuse to be spanked, which was that that was the self harm. That was your concern. Yeah, and that, well, oh yeah, I didn't think about that part. Yeah. yeah. So that that went a long way to assuage that fear. So that was kind of a, a right. positive reinforcement for me. Right. So both of those um, fears that we had, I would say within a couple of months, we kind of realized that um, that that they weren't happening. We yeah. quickly realized this wasn't something I was doing to self-harm, and we realized um, that I it wasn't something I was doing to to play, get you to play slash seriously spank me. Yeah. I think I hung on to that self-harm fear for quite a while after that, but it wasn't the intense fear that it was at the beginning. Yeah. But, I mean, I think that's just kind of, that's just kind of who you are. Like, Well, and I think it just... With that background, I think it's a smart fear to have. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And I think it's it would have been silly almost to just say, well, it's been fine for two months, so it clearly can never, ever be a problem. Yeah, like, yeah. I think it's extremely unlikely, but you never, you never know. know. Yeah. Like, when it's, when it's a coping mechanism for that many years of your life, it's something you should keep an eye on. Okay, so we've have the credit card rule and the dishes what happened from there um from there um i think we had only we lived in that that house for um i don't know maybe six months while we were doing dd and then uh we moved and we had a roommate again (laughs) (laughs) and um that really really put a stick in things yeah (laughs) <laughs> not in me <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, that was bad um, but we didn't we didn't completely stop um, but it made Largely it really difficult did, yeah. because um, the the roommate that we had was unemployed and so we and um, I work from home so um, we weren't we didn't have alone time yeah and um, that makes yeah, it just kind of made it made everything involving our intimacy kind of put on hold while we were living there. Yeah, it did. So we didn't we didn't make a whole lot of progress um, sexually, but um, we also didn't make a whole lot of progress with Didi. Yeah. Um, we did add in a new rule. I don't know if it was before then or while we lived there about. Um, well, that was the other thing. I, I developed epilepsy. Yeah, and my and, dad died. Yes. And so that was just, it was hell. Yeah. And then we had, then we moved. Yeah. And then we had a room, you know, we weren't living alone. And so that would, ugh, that, was, that makes me feel gross just thinking about it. I think for all that shit, we did okay. We just kind we of, did. Yes. we just kind of like we paused. We didn't degrade, like our relationship didn't fall apart. We just kind of, we couldn't, we couldn't progress. We had to, we had to, cope we had to survive yeah. <laughs> um and so and so we obviously we did um but um so we i had a new rule now that i needed medication every day oh, yeah. um we had added in um keeping my pills in a pill organizer and you know obviously the the heart of that rule is not missing my medication um so that became a rule and i remember um how long that was about a year right that we lived there? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was about a year. And so then um, 
I know that I got in trouble a couple of times for missing my pills, but I think that was the only one, the only rule that like really like it didn't matter if it if it took like two weeks after I had broken that rule until we were alone. Like you weren't you were gonna forget, and that wasn't gonna that wasn't gonna slide. Yeah. Um. So we we dealt with that, but I think um, I think the other rules slid a little bit just because it's like it was so rare for us to be alone that. If we, if it was, we had an, the house to ourselves for a night for the first time in a month, we didn't want to deal with punishment and like it's heavy and we we wanted to have sex, like, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, so that was, that was tough, but we didn't come, we did, I think we did good to just hang on yeah. to that thread of it. The most, the core of it that was most important was my medication and, um, yeah. so we kept that and, um. Yeah, so that's just kind of, that, is there anything else? No, you... just kind of, no, nice... we got the Hitachi. Oh, yeah. So I had remembered um, seeing Dr. Ruth, like, way early in our relationship. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That old lady? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, talking about the uh, Hitachi magic wand, how she, uh, I think it was she would introduce women who had never orgasmed before. And I was just looking for things to improve our sex life because even at this point we'd still had major improvement but um outside of spanking um the our sex life was mainly for me yeah (laughs) yeah um but the other thing maybe that we should have um worked on or I, i should have explained is um i think because i i didn't really I never fantasized about just having sex mm-hmm. ever. And so I had never, um, I never, I had never masturbated to the idea of having sex. And, um, yeah. So I had never internally masturbated even. And so, um, that made it really weird. And, <laughs> um, cause I didn't know my own body really is what it came down to. And yeah. I didn't really know how to please myself because I, I was just really, <laughs> really weird. Like really, <laughs> I shouldn't say weird in case somebody else is going through it. Like, yeah. but, um, I just didn't know what I was doing and I didn't know how to please myself. And so I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how to please me cause I didn't know. And, um, so I think you kind of realized that, um, well, yeah, I, I knew like, I don't think it was ever a conscious thought, but I just kind of intrinsically knew that with sex, if you have the girl <laughs> really into it, it's kind of a virtuous cycle because then they'll be really into it with you and it makes you do better and on and on and it makes her do better. Um, and so I'd kind of, I, I don't remember what was the animus of me buying it. I don't think there was like a major event. I think it just occurred to me. I had bought that and some other weird thing that didn't. A really high. It, a lot of people really like it. Is it called the Satisfier? I don't know. It was like 70 bucks. Um, nope. That's not it. Um, no, it was more than that. I think it was like 100 bucks, I thought. Anyway, it was expensive, and, it, and I've seen, I've heard people rave about it, but it just mm-hmm. did not, it didn't do anything for me. But yeah, that one we got to touch <laughs> like uh, 
Like you came in like five seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't even. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if it was that long. Like it was constant, basically. If it seemed like. Yeah, the first day we got it, we tried to see how many times we could make you come in a day. Man, I remember you coming while sucking my dick. I was like, man, this is... Aw, that probably had never happened before. Well, of course. How could it? Well, I mean, I guess you could finger yourself, but... Oh, that makes me want to cry. <laughs> no, but I just I remember thinking, like, man, this is better than what's in porn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. <laughs> Aww. Um... But so that was a, a vast improvement on like the regular sex side, and uh, <clears throat> I think we were we were having you know obviously improvement in the uh, domestic discipline or proto DS side, but I think even back then that helped it a little bit. Yeah, um, and so that really was huge because. Um, it, it had just been so difficult for me mm-hmm. to orgasm that um, it just didn't happen often. And, and, like, I think that's probably a large part of why, like, I had never been into masturbation. is because it was a lot of work and it didn't usually work. <laughs> um, and so that was huge. Like, it, that was huge. Yeah. Um, and, but, so that was, that was kind of our big success for while we lived in that house. Yeah. Um, but... We didn't do a whole lot of progress with DS just because we didn't have privacy. Yeah. Um, and then, so that kind of takes us up to about two years ago when we moved in here. Mm-hmm. Yes, we tell time based on when we <laughs> when we, we moved, moved so houses much. because we've moved way too many times in our relationship. Yeah. But um, so we've been here a little over two years, and um, and well, I guess we should say. Once we moved here, we didn't have a roommate anymore. Mm-hmm. So um, we're back to living by ourselves. And um, I think we had been here a few months before we found Tumblr. Mm-hmm. And um, y- you found Tumblr. Um, and you had known that. Well, and I guess we should say before we found Tumblr, um, once we lived alone, that made our sex life yeah, so much had, better we had progress before tumblr but that definitely did help um i, I feel like it, yeah but i think it was quite a bit like i don't feel like tumblr helped our well no i guess it's not really true i think it did help it was around that time but it was just because it wasn't until we lived here that um we kind of recognized um that it wasn't all just rules and punishments because up until that point, that's what I thought our whole, that was our whole dynamic. Like, you were um, my disciplinarian. So then, once we got moved back in here and we had privacy again, um, we got really completely back on track with the DD that we had had prior to, you know, prior to living in the last place. And um, so that just felt incredible to just be back. Oh, and I'd forgotten this, but... Uh... <laughs> Another big thing is we finally got you on birth control. Yeah. So we quit condoms and that kind of. Yes, I forgot about that too. Um, so because of and that was because of my sexual trauma on things, I had never, I had never seen a doctor, and you have to at least in our state. I don't know if that varies. I think it does vary, but 
um, in the state that we live in, you have to have a pap smear before, or a cervical exam or whatever, um, before they'll give you birth control. So I'd never been on birth control. And so, um, you know, we had just been trying to use condoms and we tried a whole bunch of brands and, um, on his end that, that didn't work very well. Um, and so in addition to just me having issues, even when it was working for me, sometimes it didn't for him. Sometimes we had boner problems. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um. Condoms fucking suck. (laughs) Um, but so I had just gotten to a point, um. Where I was ready to do that. I was ready to get that exam. Like, I was tired. And I think, like, it all kind of helped me, like, move forward a little bit. Like, I was just in a better place. Um, well, and I, in addition to <laughs> defend my, my dick, because <laughs> the occasional boner problems were also um, sometimes, <laughs> like, uh, Itachi helped that too, but sometimes... Uh, sex wasn't particularly pleasant for you so oh yeah no uh i I would say that's more than part of it like i think that was a huge part of it is that um don't you think no yeah (laughs) is um it was was terribly painful it was just physically painful and then when i was physically in pain that made which is funny now like (laughs) (laughs) like we didn't know he was a sadist like he had kind of that part hadn't come out yet, and so. Well, I think there's. Well, there's, no, that's very true. It's different very kinds different. of pains. Of course, of course. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said it that no, way. That's fine. Um, but so it was. It was kind of like, well, just do it because um, I'm fine, and then I'll get better. Like it'll, I'll, my body will adjust to it. But it, we just, it just doesn't work that way, or at least it didn't for us. Because um, if I'm like wincing and turning away and like gripping the bed and trying to fucking bear it oh i'm sorry i shouldn't say that no. um, <laughs> um do your nasty thing to my body but so it was terribly mood ruining for you because <laughs> you're so sweet like that's you know but like to me i was like i would just do it but like it, you didn't want to just make force me through it you know like that's it was yucky but um so the hitachi helped with that because you can you know tolerate more um discomfort when you're you have the physical pleasure there but then also um getting rid of the condoms helped mm-hmm. a lot with that um yeah so that was huge and then um yeah and like i can see how people might not understand how that's related to the ds aspect but i think having that physical intimacy on a higher level feeds into being able to do more with ds yeah and of course if we would like advocate all day long for the fact that ds is not all about sex like it yeah. it certainly is not for us and i mean i think you can tell that from our blogs like very little of what we write about is sex but um but it, it does factor in like um like even now um if if we have where life is just stressful and i'm just really wanting to be reminded of um to just feel our power exchange, to feel the leash, however you want to say that. Um, having, like, really rough sex is almost like maintenance sometimes. Like, it's, um, it kind of, it does, it does reinforce our roles. Mm -hmm. And so, it's certainly not everything, but it, it does factor in. And there's, you know, there's just a emotional connection through sex that is just different. I think roughly around that time, um, 
and I think it was because DD was working so well for me, it became, we got to a point where I had an, a more intense desire to please you than I ever had before. And that kind of, that feeds you. And that's, you know, obviously as, as the Dom, that's, um, yeah, that's kind of your love language. And then just because, um, something had clicked and I felt a, a more intense and deeper desire to please, I found myself just not, um, really turning away sex and just being more interested in sex. I think, um, I don't, we, I never was like in the habit of saying I have a headache or, you know, we, yeah. we didn't have, it, it wasn't like that, but you, um, you knew me well enough to just pick up on whether yeah. I was interested or not without really asking. And, yeah. um, that had always been an issue before. And so you didn't ask as often because you just kind of knew. And as that went away, um, you asked more and, um, you know, you accurately were detecting my feelings that I wasn't going to say no. And I was interested. And so we kind of fed each other in that way. I don't want to go into too much detail on it because I still want to, still want to do the blog post on it. But, um, roughly around that time, we also, um, started orgasm control and um but for some reason it just seems like um a well, lot of things clicked all at once it, it's weird because it, it, it feels like there was some kind of light switch like mm -hmm. when you look back you think there should have been like a moment where something, yeah but there isn't it just kind of was when we moved in here somehow just things escalated fast yeah and i do think it had a lot to do with like things were working for me and so they worked for you and then we just it, it tornadoed really quick well tornado seems like a negative word but it um it just escalated really quickly because it was just working and everything was just clicking and so we just kept kind of feeding off of each other and we just really kind of hit a groove yeah. with finding the heart of it for us yeah and i think i don't know what the what the switch was again but it stopped being something that I was doing for you and something that we were both doing for each other. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I think I probably picked up on the fact that you had found new meaning in it, that you were finding more yeah, personal of, meaning in it. And and that, of course, made it more... Yeah, part um, of that cycle you were just talking about. Yeah, it made it more meaningful for me, and so I was more into it, yeah. and, and so on and so forth. Um, but so... And then roughly around that time or shortly after that um we found tumblr yeah i was just looking at it to look for porn and i think uh i had wanted you to make an account i think i guess well i i saw spanking stuff so i guess i just like i just suggested it to you for you to find porn <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well and um because i have such narrow um interests i guess sexually um i had always like exclusively used one porn site like and i'm not exaggerating i had one site and um so i think you just kind of knew that i i had a hard time finding content that um <laughs> spoke to me porn that spoke to me um <laughs> uh, although i guess it's not true i would read erotica sometimes like speaking yeah. erotica <laughs> yeah and so um yeah and then um so then i think shortly after that you had um suggested to me that um because you knew i had found a few things and i had visited it a few times and you were kind of curious what was catching my eye 
Um, and so that's when we created a Tumblr and it wasn't, um, it wasn't my Amy submits, um, that I use now. It was just some like faceless, anonymous, random name blog. Um, and he had just asked me to, um, reblog things that, um, that caught my eye, like kind of to give him ideas, but also to, to help him understand, um, what was doing it for me, I guess. I don't remember exactly. How did we start blogging? Um, so, oh, sorry. I thought you were, I didn't know we were still recording. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, um, I, you know, I, the intention was really to kind of reblog porn and, Mm -hmm. and things. And so that did help. Like we did find like some ideas for the bedroom or whatever in that way. But, um, I found myself pulled towards text-based, um, DS blogs. Mm -hmm. Um, and we had this light bulb moment, um, I think it was probably down with pen um that i found this blog and um it sounded to me like from i don't mean to label other people's relationships of course but um it's like this sounds a lot like what we're doing this sounds a lot like domestic discipline and they're calling it dominance and submission what is that Mm. and um so then uh once i kind of realized those terms i you know searched tumblr for those terms and i find this this side of yeah this world of tumblr that is you know of course not not exactly what we were doing but had the same con largely the same concepts of what we were doing um and they were calling it dominance and submission and um like some of it was just kink but then there was this 24 7 ds label out there that was um not not just um giving and taking in the bedroom but kind of leading and following or i don't know something like that (laughs) outside of the bedroom and so it's like like... oh my gosh we're ds um (laughs) and we we had no idea so we kind of found our new label there and um that was really exciting because there's so much more content out there that's that's ds or dominance and submission or even full-time ds there's so much more content on the internet about that than there is for domestic discipline and so i realized like i'm less of a freak than i thought i was like there's lots of people out there Mm. who um you know which i kind of had that epiphany when i first found domestic discipline just that i'm not like literally the only person on earth who wants this (laughs) but um it still seemed incredibly rare because like those forums weren't updated regularly at all and I just, I, as I just kept reading these text posts and I found myself only reblogging text posts instead of porn as I kind of originally intended to do. But, um, and I think I just felt like I, I understood so much of what these submissives were sharing and, um, it just felt good to, to find community in that way. I don't think I had, I, I well, I know I didn't, I didn't talk to any of them, but just to read their posts and to feel like um they understood this big piece of Mm. who I was and um so I think at some point I just realized like I kind of want to join in on this Mm. I want to I want to share too and I think uh I think it was your idea to have me was it your idea to have me join in um ish um I I just kind of kept talking about how I wanted to for like probably literally six months. And I think you just kind of got tired of hearing me saying I wanted to do this. And she's like, 
let's do this mm. and i think you kind of <laughs> you kind of were <laughs> helping me um because i was so scared like i really yeah. i really wanted to put something out there but um i was really scared like you know well, when you follow other blogs you see people get mean nasty messages mm -hmm. and um i had no idea it, well, of course you don't. When you're just reading blogs, you don't know like how many nasty messages are these people getting that um, that they're hiding or that you don't know. And well, I didn't a, know if I had it in me to deal with that, if it was going to be a very frequent thing. Well, it's a very vulnerable thing too, obviously. Yeah. Well, and um, I think particularly because um, I had found myself gravitating towards the blogs who, um, who share um, – struggles that they have mm. and how they overcome them and because i mean that's really helpful when you're trying to navigate this on your own is to see what's working for other people um and so i kind of knew that um i didn't want well and part of it too i, I did want to just document because I, I was so happy that i wanted to just kind of document our memories too um and so i certainly of course wanted to share our really happy moments um but I also just knew that I, if I was going to do it, that I wanted to, to share more of the, um, I don't know how to say that. I didn't want to only share the nice stuff because I had been helped so much by mm. reading about other people's struggles that that was kind of, I kind of wanted to, to do that. Um, but that's really, really scary. Oh, yeah. Um, because if you say like, this is how I screwed up. And even if you say, this is how I screwed up and here's how I got past it, somebody can still point at you and say, that's how you screwed up. Like, even mm -hmm. though you just said that, it just sucks to hear it from somebody else. Um, and so, yeah. And especially when you're brand new and you don't have any followers, like you have no idea if the first thing you get is going to be negative. Yeah. And so it could easily just shut you out from trying. Um, so it was scary. And so you did a blog post before I did. I did? Mm-hmm. I think I did mine like the very next day or something, but yeah. I think um, another big thing that kind of shifted roughly around that time that we had found Tumblr was how um, I had always perceived our domestic discipline relationship as exclusively being rules and punishments. And once I found that aspect of Tumblr that talks about um, DS outside of the bedroom and it talked about um, things like um, who makes the final decision and um, what else? What other aspects of, of our relation, like of our power exchange exist outside of rules and punishments? Um, little decisions? Right, big decisions and little decisions, which doesn't sound like that much, but um, it makes up a lot of our interactions. Yeah. Um, and um, things like I, I saw people talking about their doms um, being kind of sticklers about going to the doctor or taking medication. And I was reading these things and it's I kept thinking, this is so you. Um, that way before we were ever DS, you had prioritized my well-being and um, you didn't like net, like I hadn't been regularly on medication, but if I was sick or something, you were on top of that and you weren't going to let things like that slide. And um, you had always um, made the final say, not, not out of um, 
you weren't like being a gorilla or anything, but, um, so I started just all those kind of little, kind of little, kind of big <laughs> things like that. I started realizing that our, our dominance and submission isn't, isn't about punishments and rules exclusively that you really have always been, um, the head of the household or you've always been, um, the leader. Um, and so even though those things didn't change at that time, those many of those things had been for as long as you and I had been together, um, it, it really helped my perspective and it helped me to see my, um, my, my place sounds negative. My role <laughs> sounds like it's acting, but, um, you know, it, it helped me to, to feel like you're submissive in many other ways. And, um, that perspective shift was huge. And so I think once I kind of recognized that and I started noticing things like, like little tiny stuff, like, um, you telling me to like wear, get, grab my coat or, um, double checking if I've taken my medicine, even though my alarm goes off or, um, making decisions big or small for me, I started, those things started to stand out to me. Whereas they were always just kind of, they just kind of were. And I mean, they still just are, that's just, that's just who we are and how our relationship works. But, um, I guess I appreciate them more now and I notice them. And because I notice them, it, it helps me, um, helps me feel submissive. It helps me feel good. It just occurred to me, I think one of the, when we talk about since we lived here, like, it feels like something big changed and we don't, like, know exactly what it is or when it happened. I think one of the big things that changed was uh, as we started getting more into DS and kinky sex and because we were able to, um, we did a lot more of, like, checking in conversations. Yeah. I think we like we've always communicated, but I think the gravity of the things we were doing necessitated that we communicate more mm -hmm. and on deeper levels. And I think that helped us spell out our relationship to each other, which yes, which helped us both appreciate it more. Yes, uh, yeah, absolutely. I can't believe I I yeah. feel like I want credit for realizing that. <laughs> 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 Um, yeah, that absolutely is, I feel like I want to cry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, right, because it was simultaneously that I, f I felt this newfound appreciation for, um. We made the implicit explicit. Yeah, and recognizing that, um. No, and it totally, it totally makes sense from yeah. the submissive perspective in particular because, well, no, from both types, but because, um, for me, for <laughs> what is that on the TV? <laughs> Some kind of burrito. <laughs> it looks terrible. Okay, I need to gather myself because I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I mean, I'm crying, but okay. It was once I recognized that you had consciously chosen to do things like, um, like be, um, be kind of the problem solver that you get whatever it is that you get out of, um, being the one to make sure at the end of the day, we're okay. And that 
whatever problems we're facing, you have a plan for, and that they're taken care of. And so on one hand, that makes me more conscious of the fact that you're doing that. And so that makes me appreciate it more. But the fact that it's conscious and that it's something you want and something you value, um, it makes me feel less bad for wanting it because you want it too. Mm. And so it's that mutual, oh God, it just, it's just so much better when it's a mutual desire because then I, I can let go of the guilt of wanting, Mm, um, you know, I kind of want you to take care of me and that seems (laughs) really selfish if you don't want it to. Uh, which it's not like that's just that's just who I am but it makes me it helps me let go of that guilt because I know that you want it and so when we talked about it and you were explicitly explaining that it wasn't like our which is like it's so funny because our relationship was never a oh okay if you if you want to honey go ahead but like I I always for whatever like because I have anxiety or or you know self-doubt or whatever um, I always worried that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so um, just recognizing that, um, that that wasn't it at all, that it was a real, it was an enthusiastic, mm-hmm. consenting, mutually desired thing was, ugh. Um, but then I think it works the same way in response because, of course, um, for like you've explained to me before, that for you, um, enthusiasm, or enthusiasm is the wrong word, effort um and so um having those conversations we spelled out what your site is and what my site is and so we see the effort that's going in and there's something in both of us that that's a big deal and i think um one of the reasons it was so positive because i think most people when they have those conversations it's because something's failing yes and we had those conversations while we were building something Yes. And that was also wonderful for me as somebody who had always struggled with sharing things Mm. is to see. And I mean, that we started doing this like three or four years ago when we had just barely started to try DD. Um, But um, just to recognize that um, we could we could have serious conversations and that you you aren't the kind of guy that I grew up seeing um, that. I can say I kind of think I need this or that or I would kind of like this or that and that you're not going to take it as a personal mm-hmm. rejection or a person like you're not going to throw back something at me well you're not giving me this mm. I mean I mean not that you of course you would share something like that if it needed mm-hmm. to be said but um that I wasn't picking a fight by saying that and I knew of course I knew I wasn't I, that wasn't my intention mm-hmm. but I had just grown up with people who who would always would have always taken it that way and so I just had no I had no idea that we could have conversations like that and that it could be safe and then it wouldn't damage what we had and I had always been content um with what we had and so I you know I didn't want to I didn't want to rock the boat um yeah. So it's kind of interesting, I guess, just to reiterate what we just kind of thought of is like, it's kind of well known that you need good communication to do DS, but at least in our case, it it helped the communication. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still, we still had good, good communication to get into it, but then it just, it's that same type of virtuous cycle thing. Yeah. 
No, like, I, I don't know how often we would have talked about our relationship in the first yeah. few years. Like, I think we would talk about, like, oh, remember this, remember that. Like, nostalgic type of things. But we didn't talk about, um, like, how is our relationship doing? Yeah. We didn't have those conversations. And I know for me, it was because I thought if we did, that it would cause a fight. Mm. And so, you know, of course it's good to not just go along to get along like it's okay to to say something if you need to say something and so just that was huge for me so just to put a finer point on it um where we're at now um when we moved in here a lot of dams broke uh, a lot of time and hitachi and birth control we got to where we normal sex and then we're able to very quickly go into kinky sex uh, dams broke too with DS to where it it stopped being your thing and became our thing. It's just uh, we've been together for I don't want to say exact amount of years, but uh, <laughs> very many years. And this last year has been undoubtedly one of our best in intimacy and happiness in our relationship. And that's like a really and we've had a lot of um, stress and. Uh, in terms of our the events in our life it hasn't been a particularly good year but despite that because of where we are in our emotional intimacy largely because of DS and the kink that comes kind of with that it's made the storms of this year so much easier yeah so I guess that's where we're at now (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so that went pretty long um we wanted to do a a second part about uh the general philosophy of our ds but i think uh at least in raw footage we're at like an hour and a half i'm sure we'll edit that down but uh we'll probably save that second part for another episode um so for now uh goodbye it's <laughs> you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth with you Tell me all the things you want to do I heard that you like the bad girls, honey Is that true? It's better